Hi guys, welcome to the Young Musician Matters podcast bonus track. Okay, bonus episode today. Um, so looking forward to talking to you about that. It's a little bit of reaction from the last first episode we did. So look, the Young Musician Matters podcast is for young musicians and it doesn't matter what you play. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's sitar, it doesn't matter if it's bongos, it doesn't matter whether it's trumpet, it doesn't matter if it's a lead guitar, uh, bagpipes, I had, you know, Chinese cymbals. I'm not really worried about what you play. As long as you're playing, that'd be great. So it's for you people. And it's also, it doesn't matter what genre of music you play. You know, if you play jazz, you play classical, you play rock, you play pop, you play Highland music, uh, Indian folk music, Russian folk music, it doesn't matter. Okay, the fact you're playing music, uh, is great and the fact you're playing an instrument is great this is a home for you to come and talk and discuss and hopefully pick up some tips and advice and some inspiration as well to keep going and you know what if you if you want to be a professional musician that's what you're aspiring to be this is a great place to come if you're really keen on music it's just a hobby and you're going to go off and be a hockey player or something or you're going to be a lawyer or you're going to be a plumber that and you just want music in your life it's a great place to come here as well and uh, of course if you're somebody who listens to music you don't play an instrument you guys are fab because you're the people that download, listen, go to gigs. You come out to uh, clubs and, and concert halls and you, you, you go on Ticketmaster and, and you're the guys that keep musicians uh, roof overhead. You know, see this, you know, I buy my baked beans and uh, my dog food because you guys come to concerts and you buy LPs and records. So that's great. So all young musicians, it doesn't matter where you are, just come in here. And you'll find something hopefully over the next few months and hopefully years. Uh, we've got all sorts of guests coming up. It's a really exciting time uh, here on the Young Musician Matters podcast. Now, if you want to get in contact, uh, that's great. We've got the facility to do that. And it'd be really lovely to hear from you. I love opinion. It doesn't always have to agree with me. I love a, a debate and I like ideas. I don't think of anything. Then it'd be great if somebody pops in and says, hey, Paul, can we do something about that? Or can you get this guest in? And if you want me to get Mick Jagger in, I'll try. <laughs> but basically, you can contact me uh, and contact us because uh, there's a team of us. You can contact us on pandonlimited at gmail.com. So you just drop us an email. Pandon's P-A-N-D-O-N limited LTD at gmail.com. Or you can contact us through social media. Uh, so you can, there's a Pandon Limited uh, Facebook page, there's a Pandon Limited uh, Instagram. I'm on Instagram, Paul Denigree, you can do that, and Twitter. So you can contact us and please do. And I promise you one thing, uh, those people know me well will say this, if you contact me, I will reply. I will definitely come back to you about uh, your ideas or a conversation or whatever it is, whatever you talk about, uh, or you want some advice or you want some, uh, some information, that's great. So we, I promise we'll get back to you. So, okay, I said at the beginning, this is, our, um, this is a bonus track. How cool is that? This is a little bit of an extra one. Um, if you tuned into episode one at the weekend, I think we put that out, um, that was about audiences, what came out of the Mr. D Tombola. So I just pulled something out and uh, it said audiences. Uh, but a little bit of feedback on that. And it was that, oh, yeah, audiences. Well, the bit I covered was that audiences uh, basically always give up something to hear us play. I mean, if they download or they listen, you know, that was what the episode was about. And without them doing that, as I said earlier, how the heck can I buy my baked beans? How can I put petrol in my car? 
if as a musician, as a professional musician, if audiences don't download, it doesn't matter if they don't come live, they come live, great. If they, but if they download an album you've written or a song cover you've done, or if they've gone on SoundCloud, or they've gone on Facebook to hear, it doesn't matter. When they're doing that, they're giving themselves to you to be entertained. And uh, what I think is really good about that, it helps me stay focused when I perform. When I think about that, because uh, you know we can all be a bit kind of oh god I've got a gig tonight you know if you're playing sound of music for the 27th time you can be a little bit oh gosh but I always think of that every time I drive to the theatre or a gig I try and think well tonight Paul you may be not up for it but that audience uh, have given up something to hear you play and they've and paid for tickets so that's all good you know you it just makes me prepare properly. You know, it makes me think you know I, I owe it to them to prepare and, and do my best. Uh, my best might not always be good enough, but it's what. I should be doing because that's what they're there for. They've come and given time. And the other thing that I think audiences, this is a little bonus thing we're doing today, is, um, is that audiences all have an emotional reaction to us playing. And so whereas them giving up time to come and see you helps me to prepare and should help you to prepare as well. You know, you think, you know, I need to get this done properly. I need to do my practice. You know, I need to do my research, my history and really know what I'm doing on that stage. One thing that helps me stay in the zone on the stage is to keep reminding myself that these people have an emotional reaction. Every single member of the audience will have an emotional reaction. Okay, without a doubt, I can guarantee it. In actual fact, if they don't have an emotional reaction, I'll be really worried. I'll be worried about my performance that I, I failed miserably to get somebody to have an emotional reaction at all. And I'd be worried about them, you know, if they didn't have any emotions at all. I mean, that would be quite worrying. But even if they think I played dull, even they say, Paul, do you know, that's really dull. You know, you were dull, man. You were like, God, I was bored. I was so bored by that, Paul. Yeah, I'm sorry, I've got to tell you. Do you know, I don't, I might be hurt on my pride, but at least it's an emotional reaction. You know, boredom is an emotion, you know? And so at least I think, well, at least they connected. I mean, it may be connected in a board that I was bored and they didn't like me, but there's a reaction. So your audience will react emotionally while you're playing. Now they're not going to tell you. Some might, some people find it very easy, I think, to come up at the end of the concert and, and to express their emotions. They might come and say, Paul, that's amazing. Man, you know, oh God, that song, uh, that cover of uh, Stairway to Heaven, oh, reminded me of the time I was in my flat in 1990 as a student. Oh, brought all that back, that fab stuff. Or somebody might say, oh, that was an incredible um, rendition of Chike's Sixth Symphony. Oh man, I just, oh, it really moved me. And some people can talk about their emotions, but quite a lot of people can't. And they might not say anything to you at the end of a concert, or they might just say, oh, I enjoyed it. Oh, that's nice. That used to sort of disturb me a bit. It's like, guys, that's all I was. It's nice. I just pulled my heart out. You know, I ripped my heart out on the stage and gave you everything I've got. And you said, I'm nice. I didn't say that to them verbally. In my head, I used to think that. But I've discovered over the years that audiences, not everybody can just express their feelings so openly. But one thing I can guarantee is they will be reacting emotionally. They will be doing it. And you'll be, uh, you'll be amazed, actually. Uh, the emotions if they did tell you so quite often people are happy and they want to be happy quite sometimes they're sad and they want to go to a concert to be cheered up you know it's, it's, it can be as simple as that and people next to each other in the audience in row b and one and seat two will have different reactions and have different things in their mind about what the your your performance is doing to you uh but they're hearing you play exactly the same music in exactly the same venue. It blows my mind. I tell you, it absolutely blows my mind, this, about music and how, what it causes 
into people and emotions. And it has since humans walked the planet, you know, and will it always be. That's why music is so incredible. And the other thing to remember is while you're playing, their emotions are immediate. So it's not like an artist, you put a painting on a wall. And I feel sorry for the artist because people could stand back and look at it for hours and analyze it. The good thing in music is we play and it's gone. But the amazing thing about music is the reactions are immediate. It's as people, as soon as they hear it, as soon as that, that's their emotions, they get the back of the hair on their neck or they, they feel excited or they, oh, it makes me think of my sister and, and she died a few years ago, whatever it is, you know, it's incredibly uh, immediate and it's human. So when you're on stage, it's quite good to think about that. Uh, and it helps you forget a little bit about yourself. Now, I want to give you a little example of that because I'm a great one. <laughs> of sort of wallowing in a bad performance. And um, so I'm going to I'll just tell you a little anecdote. I did um, a run of Spamalot. Now, Spamalot is the show of uh, Monty Python. Now, if you don't Monty, know Monty Python, it's the most off the wall uh, comedy you've ever come across. And it's about 30 years old now, probably more than that. And my dad absolutely loved it. And I didn't get it when I was a teenager. I get it now. And uh, it's well worth checking out. If you don't know Monty Python, check it out. And what one I'd recommend is the live recording at Drury Lane. There's a Monty Python live at Drury Lane uh, recording. You can hear it on YouTube and it's absolutely brilliant. And they've got some of the classics they did, like Lumberjack Song and The Election and some of their really great classic Monty Python sketches. And if you want to know about writing comedy songs, the Monty Python team were genius. Yeah. Uh, you know, that Lumberjack song, how to write funny lyrics to a funny song. If that's what you want to do, check them out as a bit of research or a bit of background to that. And you'll be you'll be really inspired by it. And so Monty Python, so Spamalot, and it's a long story about spam, but basically Spamalot is a Monty Python show. And I was doing a run of it and it's got a tricky trumpet part. Actually, I think it's tricky. And uh, I kind of the first four nights of the show, I was like on it. I was really chuffed. I was like, God, I'm on this, Paul. What's going wrong? What's wrong with you? I've actually playing really really okay for me um and that's big danger moment <laughs> it's a huge danger moment i don't know whether about other performers but i can tell you for me it's a bad place to be in some ways you know you think you're in the comfort zone going to play it for the fifth night in a row i feel great I've, I've played brilliantly and lo and behold you know you go into autopilot and then mistakes start happening. now when i make a mistake of course i go a little bit in myself and I start going oh no god god did I really was did that horrendous was it that bad and I'm still playing I'm still thinking about the mistake I made you know and, oh my gosh this was a Thursday night I think in the in the run and it was a theater with an open uh what they call an open pit so my head just stuck above the rail and I could see the audience in the front row um, the ones I could see that were not in the dark and so I sat down, I felt great. The show started, the overture, you know, and I'm feeling really smug, I'm on it. Yeah, I really got this difficult trumpet part sorted. And then I made a few mistakes. And then, <laughs> a typical Paul Denigree, I go, oh gosh, I sound awful. What are the audience thinking? Oh gosh, they must think I'm awful. What does the band think? What does the cast think? You know, what does my mum think at home? She's, you know, I just think the whole world has heard me make these mistakes. And, it, and of course, I then start fighting the instrument. That's what I do. I start, it starts to feel uncomfortable. I'm like, oh no, this doesn't feel right. And it, why is it going wrong? You can hear my brain now. Why does it go wrong? I've been, been fine. Why I'm playing the same notes as I did the last fight? Ah, oh, gosh, I tell you, all this can go on in my mind while I'm playing. <laughs> you know, it's bonkers. I should be concentrating on the music. And I've forgotten in those moments what the whole point of me being there in the first place. I'm an entertainer. I'm an entertainment for an audience who've given up something. 
Anyway, while this is going on, I managed to catch the eye of two women. There were two women, kind of about second row back, and I could see them. And and I kind of remember thinking, oh, gosh, you know, mm. I wonder what they're thinking. Um, anyway, I got to the end of the show, and I was packing up, putting my trumpets away and putting the mutes away and whatever, the pencil and all that stuff, feeling sorry for myself, you know, you know, woe is me. Oh, God, you know, I'm rubbish. And I knew what was going to happen. I'm going to drive home. I'm going to beat myself up and think about it and relive it, and it'll be worse than it was. And uh, So anyway, I'm packing up, and this the elder of the two women leaned over the the uh, pit rail and said i'd just like to say how much i really enjoyed tonight's performance and i was like my first brain cell went what how can you enjoy that i was i was you know being a little bit in myself i was dreadful i thought and so i and i didn't say you should always say thank you oh, you should always act out God, great i'm really glad you enjoy it because if the audience enjoys it you've done your job but i was a little bit mm, okay yeah thanks yeah, whatever. <laughs> I wasn't quite that bad, but I was. But I was a bit like that. I was just kind of down on what I'd done, and uh, and she and then she said, "No, I really enjoyed it." And I said, "Oh, yeah, great." I said, "Well," it, and then he, he, I did the classic mistake of saying, "Well, it wasn't my best night," but you know, <laughs> she doesn't know she's not a trumpet player. And anyway, she said, "Oh, well, anyway, thank you very much," and she walked off, and and the other woman walked with her, and then I started to carry on packing up, thinking, "Oh gosh, you know, uh, what was she listening to? How the heck she?" didn't hear that and then I thought well perhaps she's just saying it to be nice perhaps she thought I was so bad that she needed to come up and say you know I'm going to go and cheer that trumpet player up he must be feeling pretty rotten <laughs> so I'll go and cheer him up um you know my thought process is like goes into that mode you know um but she didn't she came back about a minute later with her daughter and I was just literally about to step out of the pit and she says do you know what uh this is, uh, I wanted to say why I enjoyed it so much and why it meant so much to me tonight. And I said, oh, okay, yeah, well, um, you're far away. And she was like, well, do you know, my husband absolutely loved Monty Python. He was a passion and he loved this show. Absolutely love it. And this is his daughter. And she said, hello, the daughter said, hello. And I said, hello. And she said, he would have absolutely loved tonight. And she said, I don't know whether he noticed, but there's an empty chair next to my daughter's, you know, and uh, I was still feeling a bit, well, where is me? I just want to go home. But uh, and then she said, uh, and there's an empty chair next to my daughter where my husband was meant to be. He was going to be. We bought him a ticket. And uh, she said he died. He died two or three weeks ago. And uh, we'd bought him these tickets as a treat, you know, as a kind of come out, dad, and have a great time, and hubby, and come out and have a great time. And he died, and so obviously that's why there's that's why she said there's an empty chair there. So, okay, I feel terrible, you know. I'm thinking, gosh, you know. And she said, that's my son, my daughter, and I didn't think about coming. We thought we were like, can we do this? It's dad. We remember him loving the show and playing the Monty Python on the television. It's just a bit too much. Perhaps this is too raw. Perhaps we ought to stay away. Raw emotions going on, you see. They were having emotions even before they walked in that theatre. But she said, we decided to come because dad would want us to come. So we came along. We were a bit worried about it. And she said, we had a great time. We had a, we loved it. And we laughed at the gags. And we loved the music. And it's just what we needed, even though dad and my husband wasn't here. It was just the best thing for us to do and to do something that he would have loved doing with us. And that, she said, is why I said thank you to you earlier. <laughs> that's why I said thank you to you. And, and that's why it meant so much tonight. 
And there you go, you see, I had a bad night, but for them, that was the best night they could have had at that moment in their life. They're, they had a huge emotion, a massive, just imagining that for a moment, that your husband and your father has died and you're coming to his favorite show and the chair is empty, you think what their emotions. And so even though I had a bad night, the musicians and the actors and the stage crew and the light crew, we gave those two people something very, very, very special. And that's the same for every member of the audience. They'll always have an emotional reaction. It'll, you'll never know what it is. They're not always going to come up. So when you're on stage, guys, just think about that. You know, it'll take your mind off. If things go wrong, just think, you know, I'm giving, I'm giving this emotion, this music to these people. You know, isn't that incredible that they're going to have emotions about what they're hearing and I won't know what they are. And then just think about audiences giving up something will help you to practice and, and really stay in zone. You know, I'm going to make sure I'm the best I can be. I'm going to be the best performer on Saturday for these people because they've given up something for me. And then be the best you can on stage in your presentation and your playing because you're giving an, an emotional reaction, an immediate one and pleasure, cheering people up. And even if it's something like they're sad and they will still want to be sad. That's still a great, you know, if they go to a gig and I'm really sad and I want to go and hear this really sad song, you know, uh, you know, this uh, David Bowie cover or something, Ashes to Ashes, I want to hear it because I want to feel even sadder. Then that's great. That's still good that you're doing that. So there we go. There's a little thing. But that's my little bonus uh, episode. Uh, I hope it gives you something to think about. As I say, get you can get in touch with me. I'd love to hear your views about that and experiences. If you've got experiences of audiences and performing, get them to me, pandonlimited at gmail.com or pandonlimited on Facebook or Instagram. It's all social media. We're all there. We're, we're out there all the way. I hope you enjoyed that. And we've got some fab stuff planned for you guys. We've got guests coming in. We're going to talk about auditions. Those who do music college auditions, we've got some stuff coming up about that because they're looming, how to prepare. And then in December, we'll do something around November about actually auditions. If you're doing that, we've got some stuff about rock. We've got all sorts of great stuff lined up. The team uh, are on this and lovely to have your company. And uh, as always, be kind to you. Yeah be kind to you and enjoy music because that's what it's there for. Thanks very much, guys. See you next time.